Hey everybody, it's the boss Robert Nate Tucker. This is Rob and Harry on Wrestling. Harry's not here again. My oh my. Nonetheless, let's review Raw from 9-5-2022. I'm going to go over quite a bit of things here. I, I tried to fit everything in from this show. There might be some stuff that's left out, some things that weren't really that important. But the show kicks off. We've got Edge, Rey Mysterio, and the Judgment Day. It's in a segment promos going on. I'm going to read you off notes here. Uh, this is this is kind of what I do. Uh, this 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 is this is what I this is what I like to do. I like to write notes down based on all the matches, all the segments, everything. Uh, if you're this is your first show tuning in, I'm just giving you an idea. So we look at edge and he's he's coming out he's got the same entrance he's had for years and years and years got some gray going on in his beard but overall i mean the guy looks good for 48 years old we preview the previous week where dominic attacked edge and ray mysterio edge is pretty over with this crowd uh, he talks about dom growing up and wwe because of his dad around wwe because of his dad which is ray mysterio if you didn't know that then i don't know what to tell you he feels like Judgment Day is his fault, says he is no longer looking at him as a kid, but an adult, and calls Dominic out. But we've got Rey Mysterio that comes out. He's still got the Booyaka music from years ago. He comes out, says, you know, look, Dom, he messed up big. He's, uh, an ex- he's expecting an apology from Dom, but he pleads with Edge not to do anything. Edge says Dom is an adult and can be responsible for his own actions. And then Judgment Day comes out, which is it, it's just Rhea Ripley. She talks about how she made Dom into a man. I don't know. Use your imagination on that one. Ray tells Dominic to snap out of it and make amends. Judgment Day hits the ring from behind and attacks Edge. They were talking about Finn Balor uh, and Damian Priest. Edge makes comeback, cut off by Dominic. Uh, Ray comes back out for a save. Stopped by Dominic and Rhea. And then Ray back in with the save. Judgment Day bails. They attacked Edge's leg slash knee. But they're going into program where they're basically uh, taking out, you know, his leg. So that whole segment lasted about 15 minutes. 15 minutes into the show. And then we go to break. Miz and... Tommaso Ciampa come out, or they're, they're coming in. Here are the notes for this because this was just this was just an odd segment. They're just randomly walking in the parking lot and just magically there's a reporter out there uh, waiting to interview them. Miz and Ciampa talk about how they are the victim of the stalking of Dexter Loomis. They keep walking. Apparently a car has been flipped in the parking lot. I don't don't understand that one. Um, maybe somebody can explain it to me. And there's a security team there, and they're you know making all these hand gestures, but they're not even talking to each other. Like, who? What adult acts like this? I, I don't know. Just an observation. We find out that Bobby Lashley is defending the U.S. Championship against the Miz tonight. We go to break. We come back. It's the Street Profits versus Otis and Gable versus New Day versus Los Listerios. Um, these are my observations where there's lots of move telegraphing and choreographed pre-planned moves. You could just tell by everything that's going on. I mean, they're not even hiding it anymore or even attempting to hide it. 
Fatal four-way rules, so New Day tries to pin each other to win. Double dive to the outside by New Day. These guys are basically two cruiserweights. They flip onto six people just all standing there waiting for them. And then they all tumble to the ground. I said, awful. I hate that stupid spot. Montez Ford and Otis in the ring. Otis is barely moving. I mean, just sauntering. Uh, gets slammed, and the out- and the announcers act like Andre the Giant was just slammed. Oh, my God, they just slammed Otis. That's 330 pounds. Montez Ford off the top with a splash. Gable with an ankle lock. And then Braun Strowman interrupts. Uh, he's returning. Gable is, is shushing the crown, everybody around him. And then Strowman starts to attack everybody. Out comes security. He attacks security, power bombs one of them. Then he goes to the outside to do the freight train thing. Uh, he attacks everyone on the outside of the ring, clears the table, slams Dawkins through the table, and I guess just the match is done. Then it just goes to it just it just goes to break after that. So rating one out of five. I mean, there wasn't a match. This match, they were supposed to get be like number one contenders. Whoever won this match, they were going to be number one contenders for the tag team championships. Not, there was no result, no pin, nothing. So we come back from commercial break. Uh, Rey Mysterio is backstage. He says Judgment Day is tearing his life apart. They took his son away, attacked Edge. They deserve their asses handed to them. So he challenges anyone to a match tonight. We again go to commercial break. We come back. It's now an Austin Theory promo. He's in the ring. He says the youngest. he's the youngest Money in the Bank winner ever, future Undisputed Universal Champion. He's glad Roman Reigns is still champion. Says Drew McIntyre embarrassed himself. Kevin Owens then comes out. Uh, Owens asks what happened to Austin Theory's jaw, even though Theory already previously explained. I got hit by Tyson Fury. Owens makes this weird joke about oh he got k hoed and i just wrote hardy har har says he got his name back the austin part of it theory's delusional fury did him a favor because reigns or mcintyre would have annihilated him uh theory says ko is jealous because he hasn't won a championship in years says he feels bad for ko ko says that if he were in the money in the bank match he would have won theory says ko is trying to stay relevant We are now 34 minutes into the show, and we have only had one match, and that match was interrupted. Is it any wonder why people don't like this? I mean, at least on AEW, you get more matches. Now, more always isn't great. It always isn't better. That's definitely for sure. But yeah, 34 minutes in, we've had one match. It had no finish, was interrupted. Everybody attacked, and then that was the end of it. So, uh, referee slides in the ring, and a match starts here. So, we've got Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory. And they immediately go to the floor and fight outside, of course. Why not? Clothesline and cannonball in the corner by KO. Then they go to the outside again. We're back from the uh, commercial break. Theory has Owens up on the turnbuckle. Struggle at the top, but you can clearly see them talking to one another like you could see a conversation going back and forth it was plain as fucking day you could actually somewhat hear it too just go back and and watch that spot for a second and you'll you'll see exactly what i'm talking about 
Theory attempting superplex KO counters with punches. Theory falls off. Theory back up punching Owens uh, in the corner. Owens counters again and suplexes him off the top. Throws Theory into the ropes. Powerbomb, then a stunner. Theory loses. (sighs) So he's the Money in the Bank winner, but he's losing to Kevin Owens. So are they pushing this guy or not? What's the deal? And that's what I wrote. What was the point in Owens being Theory here? Was there a point? Was there a reason? You know, are are we trying to make him look weak? Like, what's the like a like a a joke? You know, a comedy routine? What are we What are we doing? We go to a commercial break. We come back. Miz and Champa once again in the back. Miz just is on edge about everything with regards to Dexter Loomis. So you can see that in him. Uh, Champa talks about how Miz is better than Bobby Lashley. Miz says he will be the new United States champion. We don't go to break. We go to a recap of Clash at the Castle. This should actually probably been at the beginning of the show. It recapped the entire show. So why wasn't this at the beginning? Hey, professional wrestling fans and podcast fans. This is the boss, Robert A. Tucker from Rob and Harry on Wrestling. And if you want to check us out in the future, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and many, many more platforms. We are all over the web. We release podcasts weekly on Thursdays. Uh, This includes, (laughs) folks, everything regarding the wacky and zany world of professional wrestling. We're talking about results from Dynamite and Raw, most specifically, but we may also include stuff from Rampage and SmackDown and, uh, you know, pay-per-views. So if you want to check out that bonus content, I would urge you to go over to Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash rhow. That's patreon.com. The rhow stands for Rob and Harry on Wrestling. So forward slash rhow. There's many tiers to choose from. You get all kinds of different bonus content. And not only just professional wrestling, but we also talk about movies, music, TV, everything. Just check us out, folks. What have you got to lose? Nonetheless, we go to break after that. We come back for commercial break. Uh, Bailey's group is out. Um, They're doing very bad rehearsed promos. One of the ladies does has a just a horrible fake Japanese accent. Uh, it's actually, I mean, I even wrote it's pretty offensive to be honest. Bianca Belair comes out. She's decently over with the crowd. Uh, challenges Bailey. Uh, Bailey says it's Labor Day and she's not working. She's celebrating she that she already beat Bianca. Bianca says her group helped her helped her win. It wasn't just Bailey that beat her. Bailey says she already beat Bianca and doesn't have anything left to prove. Says she will get that title whenever she's ready to take it. My my biggest notes on this is that this was so rehearsed. I mean, everything. You could just, it was, it was horrible. It was so rehearsed. Moving along, we go to commercial break again. We come back. It's Rey Mysterio taking on Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Rey is really taking the offense to Priest starting off. Priest starts overpowering Ray, kick to the ribs of Mysterio. Ray kicks Priest to the outside. Judgment Day comes out to the ring to distract Ray. Uh, we go to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and Ray gives Priest a, a Hurricane Rana in the ring, sets up for the 619. Priest moves, gives Ray a spin kick, uh, and I believe it's a kick out by Ray on that. Priest takes 
Mysterio up for Razor's Edge, but Ray counters with another Hurricane Rana, uh, setting up 619 again. Dom and, and Rhea distract Ray. Priest hits his finisher and wins. I actually gave... So the Austin Theory, I, I don't think I gave the rating on, so I'm going to tell you that right now. I gave that a 2 out of 5. I didn't understand the point in the match. I didn't understand why Owens beat Theory. I don't understand where they're going with Austin Theory as far as his overall character development. It doesn't make any sense to me. So 2 out of 5 on that. Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest was a little bit better. Pretty typical... Rey Mysterio match, um, but I gave that a 3 out of 5, considering it was much better than the other two previous matches that took place on this show. Uh, we then get a promo from the Judgment Day after the match. Um, next week, Dominic will take on Edge in a match. We go to the back. Bobby Lashley's in the back. Uh, they do a quick interview with him. He talks about facing The Miz. It's a really sh- super quick interview. But one of the notes that I took is that I does anybody look at the camera anymore? Like is we are we still pretending the camera's not there that it doesn't exist? Like what is going on? We come back from break, a commercial break. We have Braun Strowman, uh, he's being interviewed again not looking at the camera. He says the monster is back and will be on SmackDown. One of the things I just absolutely could not stand throughout this entire show is the announcing crew. They are just at, they're awful, just terrible. Uh, there's a guy on that crew named Jimmy Smith, and I swear it's like they were looking for somebody out there that sounded like Taz because this dude almost sounds exactly like him. It, it's And it's ridiculous, but it's like a fake-sounding Taz. Anyway, we go to, uh, we've got Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins interviews from Clash at the Castle. Uh, Riddle makes everything seem rehearsed and that he's just reading lines. But Rollins does a pretty good job with it. But you can still tell it's like rehearsed stuff, like the stuff that they say. Because, I mean, let's face it, about this whole entire show, most of these promos, nobody would say this stuff in real life. Like, nobody would would say these things. And you can tell, I mean, you obviously you can tell they went over these lines over and over and over and over again in the back, in front of a mirror or whatever. But there are things that people in real life that they would never say. How can you take it seriously? How can you take any of these people seriously? You know, they, they, they act and talk and, you know, they're like children. It's from my understanding that we're going away from the PG format. We're trying to appeal to a crowd that is a little bit more on the mature side. Why not? Why not? Why not create something that is going to appeal to them? That okay, having people give promos about how, you know how they would talk to others in real life, you know things like that. I, I just I don't understand. Anyway, Rollins says he is moving on from Matt Riddle. We go to commercial break. They're bringing down a cage. I pro. Apparently, The Miz and Bobby Lashley are in a cage match. I must have missed something at the beginning. I said, it truly is a shame that Ciampa has to be the henchman for Miz. I mean, it it's absolutely is. It's just awful. So we start off the match. Miz takes Bobby Lashley through the cage. because, And I wrote, because apparently, through the floor to the door is no longer a win. Ciampa attacks Bobby Lashley. I did write here, Bobby Lashley never ages. I mean, he looks the exact same pretty much as when he first came to the WWE. Uh, from OVW when OVW was still the developmental program. Miz smashed Lashley's arm uh, with the steel steps. We, we go to commercial break. We come back. Uh, we're already back in the ring, so we missed whatever else happened during the commercial break. 
Uh, Lashley is on offense now. So when we left, Lashley's arm was getting smashed into steel steps. We come back and he's on offense. It's just <laughs> like it's it's ADHD. Like it just doesn't make any sense here. Miz takes down Lashley with his damaged arm. Miz keeps attacking arm. Uh, I wrote, why does everyone there have to cover someone with a back cover? So they, they lay down on their back on the person and cover them. You know, you would think that covering, when you're going for a cover, a pinfall, you think that you would put your stomach first over their stomach, over their chest or whatever, hook a leg, and then that would be the best way because you could control yourself with your arms to hold the person down. I don't know, it just would make it seem more realistic. Everybody covers everybody on this show by just laying down on them, laying their back on them. I, I, I don't see how that would effectively work, but eh, whatever. Uh, Lashley again on our offense. He's selling his arm. Lashley throwing Miz into each side of the cage. Miz trying to escape the cage for the win now. I wrote, what? It suddenly changes. Because you, before they were outside of the cage. I mean, they were inside. The match started. And then they're outside of the cage. It just it, it doesn't make any sense with me. I, I, I don't get it. Lashley brings Miz back into the cage and beats the Miz into the cage. So he's throwing him, you know, off of the, the, the cage and stuff again. Lashley goes for the finish, but Miz counters and hits these arm. Miz trying to escape over the cage. Lashley gets up and counters. Miz falls off. Ciampa is trying to attack from outside with a chair through the cage. Uh, knee to the face by Miz. Lashley kicks out. We go to a second commercial break. We actually went, if you remember, we were on a commercial. We go back to the ring. Lashley's on offense. We're on a second commercial break. We come back from the, the break, and the Miz is trying to escape the, the cage again. Suplexed by Lashley. Lashley goes for a spear. Miz counters and throws Lashley into the cage. Miz hits the skull-crushing finale. Lashley kicks out. Miz starts trying to crawl out of the cage. Lashley holding him in, brings him back in. Again, throws him into the cage. Uh, Lashley now tries to crawl out. Ciampa tried slamming his head into the cage. Miz grabs it and slams it repeatedly into Lashley's head. Miz tries climbing out. Loomis is on the outside of the ring, and Miz retreats and start and stares and gets stared down by uh, by Loomis. Lashley spears Miz and wins. Loomis climbs into the cage. Miz acts petrified and tries to escape the cage. Lashley closes the cage door. Loomis grabs him and chokes him out, chokes Miz out, and then starts to pet his hair, and that's the end of the show. Uh, I gave a rating 3 out of 5 on this. I mean, it was decent, but it was a lot of trying to escape, a lot of pinfalls, not a ton of offense by either side, you know, lots of interference from Ciampa, uh, and then, then Dexter Loomis. I wouldn't say it was bad, but I wouldn't say it was 100% great either. So that's the Raw review for 9-5-2022. I want to thank you guys for listening in again. Harry and I will be back together this next week once we can just arrange a proper time to, to get together. This week just did not work out at all. So I want to apologize for that. But we will get together and start reviewing these regularly. Uh, and then we're going to start releasing some Patreon content too. It's nice that we can have a discussion together on this stuff. So uh, we will be back together this next week. I, I promise you on that. But be on the lookout for bonus content. Be on the lookout for... Uh, that's just in our regular podcast feed. But also, I will notify everybody in the Rob and Harry 
on Wrestling Facebook group page. If you're not a member of that, go join it now. Search for us on Facebook. We're there. Join in on the discussion. Make some suggestions for the next show. Ask us. You know, we're, we're going to be doing news and rumors, too. Um, each episode is just going to have, you know, the reviews for Dynamite and Raw the previous week. But we're also going to cover some news and rumors that are going on. It's not just going to be results. This week's a little bit different, obviously, because we couldn't get together. But in the future, that that's that are that's the plans. So uh, until next week, everybody. Next week we will review the Dynamite and Raw results from this current week. Be sure to drop us your emails. That's rhow.podcast at gmail.com. You can also catch us on Twitter. I'm at rob.dickin. Actually, I take that back. It's at robdickin1 on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find Harry both on Twitter and Facebook. Check us out. Send us an email. Ask us some questions. We'll answer them live on the air. So until then, bye bye